There's no need to wait on your service member to share secondhand information anymore. Welcome to Holding Down the Fort, a podcast show where we put military spouses and children's needs front and center so that they can make informed decisions together as a family. Because let's face it, we know who's really holding down the fort. Let's get started. All right. Hi, everyone. Jen Amos here with Holding Down the Fort podcast show. And I'm excited because every time I do another show, it means that I get to interview someone amazing that's part of our military family and military community. And so let me introduce you to Sarah McLeod. She's a military spouse, mom of two, and the lifestyle blogger of Chaos and Camis. Sarah, welcome to the show. Hi, Jen. Hi, everyone. Thanks so much for having me on. Yes, it's our absolute pleasure. Why don't you share how did you hear about the show? And more importantly, what inspired you to be on our show today? So I heard about the show via Instagram. I do have a public profile, Chaos and Cammies, where I um, I share parts of our life and some of our military lifestyle. And so I've listened to a few of your podcasts and wanted to help share some of the resources and information that I know from being a Marine spouse and hopefully help other spouses get involved. Yeah, easy enough. I've recently had this epiphany in the last couple of days that it's very, what I've been told is that there's a lot of resources and education really out there that's available and free for military families and the overall community. However, a lot of people don't seek it out. And I think what I have found in doing the show is that people are more likely to take on something like check out a resource or look up something if someone recommends it to them, if one of their peers or someone that's like them recommends it to them. And I feel like that's what the show is about, is just having people in our community to just share their life and what's been working for them. And hopefully that way it'll have other people will be like, you know what, I think I will try that out now that she's mentioned it. Oh, yeah, I totally agree. There's no need to feel like you're alone because there's so many other people that have been in the same circumstances you have and been in your shoes and uh, know what it feels like. So, Yeah, absolutely. So, Sarah, for people who are getting to know you for the first time and they have yet to read your blog, Chaos and Cammies, why don't you share a typical day for you? More importantly, what keeps you busy and most excited about life nowadays? Oh, a typical day. So I have two little girls, Charlotte, who is three, and Claire, who just turned two. Yes, they're super close in age. Um, when we moved to Quantico, I found out we were pregnant like a month later. And so they are 19 months apart, which has actually been a blessing, but it definitely keeps me busy and tired. Oh, man. So, um, Oh, yeah. So they get up at the crack of dawn and Charlotte's now in preschool for the first time, three days a week. So we take her to preschool on some days. And I actually joined a fitness group here in Charleston that is actually run by another military spouse. It's called Fit for Mom Charleston. And the owner is named Erin Nicola, And she has four kids and is also, she's, she's remarkable. So um, wow. if you are in the Charleston area, definitely check that out. 
So I'll take either just Claire or both girls, and we usually do a workout or we'll go to the library. Our public library has a great story time. I try to keep them entertained, like, out of the house. And then we love doing picnics outside. It's beautiful. I sometimes nanny a little bit on the side, make a little bit of money, but I love being home with them. They're my focus. And we're actually we're no longer living on base. We actually live on a college campus now, a military college campus. So it's a little different. Wow. We're no longer. Yeah, it's it's pretty wild, but it's um it's a lot of fun. It's different being surrounded by cadets, and and I feel like the girls have always been surrounded by people in uniform. So not much has changed. There is no commissary, but there is a Chick Fil A, so that's a plus. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. <laughs> hmm. Well, and then my husband, um, so he took a job here. So he's actually, he's now in the reserve. So he's gone back and forth from active duty to reservist, back to active duty, and now he's a reservist. So he still wears his camouflage, and he drills on the weekend. Mm. Uh, Not every weekend, just once a month. So just a little different, but we're still very much so in that military lifestyle. Yeah, definitely. Uh, Do you feel like there's been dramatic change in lifestyle since your husband joined the reserves or has it been sort of the same? Oh, yes. It's been dramatic because we moved from on base. We were, we lived in Quantico and we lived on base because his original orders there were only six months. And Mm -hmm. so instead of looking for short-term rental, we were fortunate enough that they had housing available for us. So we lived there, and it ended up six months turned into a year. His his um, original orders kept getting extended every six months. So we ended up being there almost three years. And I know some people don't have as great of an experience as we did, like living on base, but we really did love being on base close to everything. The community, it was wonderful. Granted, we did live in a four-story townhouse. That was a little rough with two under two, but you adapt and overcome. You're just grateful for what you have and that your husband gets to come home every day is the biggest blessing. You sound very fortunate. I know a lot of service members, I think about even my own dad, when he served, he'd be gone months at a time. And Mm -hmm. so to be able to see your husband quite frequently is, is really a blessing. Oh yeah. So these, his last orders were a little different from his first four years of active duty where he was gone. He was gone months at a time. He did tons of workups, two deployments, and uh, that's one reason we w- we waited six years before we even had children or even started trying for children, because I I couldn't imagine him not being there. Yeah. Um, through their births and birthdays, that I mean I know tons of people do it and like kudos to them, but I at the time didn't think I was strong enough to do that. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. And it's a family decision too. It's it's a sacrifice that you make. And it's like, if you want him to be around, then yeah, you have to wait a while before you can do that. I grew up as a military child. And that's one thing that I look back on is thinking like, like how I had more time with my mom because she would, I mean, she wasn't a stay at home spouse. She was working, but I spent more time with her than my dad. And I only saw my dad for a couple weeks at a time before he got uh, deployed again. And a lot of my life, because I lost him when I was young, I defined a lot of my life uh, based on not having him, based on like mm-hmm. the the little time I had with him. And so I've turned that around. I, I ended up seeing it as a, as a blessing in the long run. But if you can, as, if a couple can be there uh, to raise both of your kids uh, together, like 
I think it's just more powerful. I, I don't know the stats, but I hear that kids are more likely to be successful in life if both of their parents are around. I also wanted to add that I think it might be better that you have two daughters than two sons, because I know I know little boys can be really rebunctious. <laughs> oh, well, so can little girls. Oh, I was going to say, I thought maybe the fighting wouldn't be as bad, but they have really ramped up their fighting lately. So uh, oh, no. they, play, they play well, but then they can, they can fight too. So oh, hopefully it's a phase. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think they'll get super close in the future, hopefully. And like my sister and I, we're like five years apart, but we're super close. And I think there's a special bond with sisters. So crossing my fingers for you. <laughs> that you oh, yeah. That, well, that they'll get along. <laughs> yeah, I hope so. I have three sisters and we're pretty close too. Uh, we do. Just, if you want the truth, they can be brutally honest. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's so funny. And how do you time how do you find the time to to nanny? Right now I keep a little girl just one day a week. And so it's nice. It's like a one day that I like stay at home, just kind of throw her in the mix. <laughs> She's mm-hmm. a little scared of my youngest because she tends to be a little my youngest tends to be a little loud. I've actually written about that on my blog a few times. Um she's got a set <laughs> of lungs on her. But oh, um, boy. it's nice to have that a little bit of extra income without having to, you know, go out into the workforce, find childcare. I'm very fortunate that I don't have to, you know, we make amends, so I don't have to do that right now. I will eventually once they go to school, but right now this is what works for us. And I enjoy it. I love kids. I used to say I wanted five until I had my own. (laughs) No, it would have been money too. I'm sure that would be awesome, but kids are expensive. Oh, I can, I can only imagine when I see people like when I have, when I see my peers have four kids under 10 years old, I just wonder mm-hmm. how I, I just, well, first of all, I'm just in admiration. <laughs> I'm just like, mm-hmm. wow. But I, I've, I've definitely seen people make it work. One of my girlfriends, she runs a jujitsu gym and all of her kids go to jujitsu with her. So that, that's kind of their oh, nice. playground. And yeah. then and then I know another friend of mine who also has four kids. Four seems to be the, the lucky number. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she homeschools her kids and they do life together. And I think my husband and I don't have kids yet, but I would hope that when we do, it's it's at a good place where we can do life together and do business together and just kind of do a lot of things together as opposed to my even my own upbringing where even if my mom was available she would send us to childcare because she was a working mm-hmm. mother uh, so until then really really cool that you get to uh, spend the time that you can uh, with your daughters and even have a na- like even nanny for someone else you could spend time with your daughters <laughs> all right now we're going to take a quick break to introduce one of our sponsors let's get real the government our education system the financial industry and corporations are focused on the masses they don't have your best interest in mind you need to take responsibility of your future and stop following orders when it comes to your personal finances the first step is to stop focusing on money and focus on your true purpose wealth is achieved by those who are following their passions it's a mindset shift from scarcity to abundance There's no better time in human history to use the liberty you've fought for to live a life of meaning. U.S. Vet Wealth was founded by a West Point graduate who became disillusioned by the government benefits and traditional financial planning advice that is decades behind the times. 
our clients recognize us as the only trusted financial resource able to educate them on the full spectrum of opportunities available to veterans today. By thinking beyond the standard financial advice of buying a home, sending kids to college, and retiring, we help the 1% who serve our country become the 1% who influence it. See if you qualify for a Wealth and Liberty strategy today. Simply visit usvetwealth.com. That's U.S. as in the United States, vet, short for veteran, wealth.com, usvetwealth.com. Yes, I definitely count my blessings. I wanted to be a mom my entire life, so this is just really a, like a dream come true. I know oh, I talk about nice. you know, how, how wild and crazy they are, but I, I fully embrace it and love just loving the season of life. Yeah. So, yeah, so thanks. Yeah, no, that's that's really awesome. I I like always wanted to be a mom, but right now we just have a dog and he's already a handful. <laughs> he's, he has um, separation anxiety and my husband and I work from home. And so we never trained him to be alone. So when we, <laughs> when we leave, we usually have to get a dog sitter or take him to daycare. Cause otherwise the times that we had left him at home, oh my gosh, like he just like jumped out of his skin whenever we'd come home. Like he just, oh, I think no. he was, yeah, I think he just felt really unsafe when he wasn't around us. So we've learned to work around it. And if anything, we've, we kind of thank him for that because we, we get so much more done, like not really having a social life <laughs> because of yeah. it. So there's like, it's plus or minuses, but I think more pluses than minuses. And anyway, it's uh it wasn't my idea to get a dog. It was my husband's, but I, um, but I, I've, I've learned to love love my dog. He's basically my child. <laughs> oh yeah. Good practice. Yeah. I hope so. I, I know that dogs, like you can't compare them to children like at all, but <laughs> the fact that we spend all this time with our dog and we've adjusted our life to accommodate our dog, which is, it sounds crazy. And I'm sure some people think it's crazy that we do that, but yeah, you really learn how to make life work <laughs> when mm -hmm. you can't leave a dog alone. So I imagine kids are the same way. <laughs> Oh, yeah. I, I legit was standing by the door waiting for my husband to walk in so I could jump on this call. I was like, please, please, I don't know what's going to happen if if he didn't get here in time. Uh -huh, uh -huh. It'd be a lot noisier. It'd be oh. a lot noisier for sure. Oh, yeah. Usually when my dog's in the room, I try to warn people like, hey, he might bark during the call. So I, I might need to take a step back to like kick him out of the room. But he's not here with me right now. So it's a good day. Uh -uh. <laughs> Yeah. Well, awesome. Thank you so much, Sarah, for sharing your life a little bit about family and daughters and what you do to earn extra income and just overall, just your joy of being a mother. So now we're going to get to uh, my favorite part of the show, which is really about sharing an educational topic to military spouses and families. And so today you wanted to talk about how can you get involved and how to use the resources that are available to you, especially if you're a military spouse or a family, really just trying to maneuver wherever you live or get PCS to. So I'd love to kind of get your insight on that. and. Yeah, hear more from you on, on how people can do that. Okay, great. So I'll give you a little bit of background. So Cliff and I got married, and and we got married in Charleston, and he had just finished, finished OCS and TBS in Quantico, Virginia, and then he was stationed at Camp Lejeune in Jacksonville, North Carolina. So mm -hmm. he was there, and once we got married, I moved up there. 
I didn't know a soul besides him, and I had no job. I was um, I recently graduated from college, so I felt really alone. And there weren't many of his uh, friends that were married at the time either, so I didn't really have many people to turn to ask for help. So that was hard. Mm-hmm. And then he deployed on a 12-hour notice. He was in an air contingency battalion, and it was the last day of the month in February, and he got called out. And so, like, the whole wow. month, he was like, I could possibly go, could not. Once we, ran, like, headed towards the end of the month, he's like, no, there's no way we're going. And then, bam, they were gone. So I was left all alone. I had to figure out, like, our lease was about to be up. So I had to figure out what to do. So I ended up moving home and stuff. But um, I just felt so alone. I didn't. I didn't know how to get involved. I didn't reach out to the fro. So then he came back. I actually moved home for that three-month period and then moved back at a new house. Um, started in school, which I did want to share about the My CAA program. It's, it's available to spouses of active duty. I think some reservists qualified for it, too. But if you're uh, in E1 through E5 or O1, O2 spouse, they will supply you with funding it's limited to specific associate degrees or certificate programs. Um, so I actually used that at the time to go to nursing school when we were stationed at uh, Camp Lejeune. Um, so I had a year under my belt before we were, he actually transitioned out of um, active duty mm-hmm. for a short period. But I didn't even regard for three years. So the next thing I knew that, like, as a military spouse, I wanted to get involved because I was so unhappy. I didn't feel like I had the friends that I wanted. And when he took those next active duty orders, we had our daughter, Charlotte. Mm. As soon as we moved to um, Quantico, Virginia, I, like, got on Facebook. I found, like, every Quantico group available. I mean, even, like, the fire department and stuff, like, liked their, you know, liked oh, wow. their pages. I'm a little crazy. But they actually did things in our neighborhoods, and they've um, come around with, like, the band and Carol at Christmas and stuff like that. I just didn't want to be bored. I didn't want to be sad. I didn't want to be alone. So I reached out and I got really involved in a group called Stroller Warriors. And it is actually, it is worldwide. And they have various groups throughout the world, not only on Marine Corps bases, but Army bases, maybe some Air Force bases. You'd have to like look it up to see where they are. But that, and I wasn't even a runner, but that like, Encouraged me to you know, keep on going to meet new wives. I learned so many things. And I'm just grateful for that group because I wouldn't, I don't know, if I didn't have those people, I just would have been so sad being a, a spouse, stay at home mom with um, a baby. Yeah. So that like really encouraged me to do other things. So I got involved. We lived on base, so we were able to go to like story time. And then there's brochures all over base of like other activities community service programs that support and um, enhance operational readiness for the family. You know, you just have to look for them so mm-hmm. that they're there. But um, you're never alone, um, that's for sure. Can you repeat the name of the, the program, to the educational program? Yeah. So it's MyCAA. So M-Y-C-A-A. Okay, cool. So I think they'll pay up to $5,000, I think. Towards, it has to be one of their specific programs but to get your um, associates in nursing they would pay up to five thousand for that yeah that's a really awesome resource Uh, I'll probably share Mm -hmm. in the show notes for anyone that's interested in doing that (laughs) also the stroller warriors sounds fantastic and you can just go online and search if it's in your area is what it sounds like yes 
And one thing I want to add is, you know, you mentioned that you just didn't want to be alone without your mm-hmm. husband and just with the baby. And I think the Stroller Warriors is such a amazing thing to be a part of, not just for you, but for your daughter to to get socialization, I think, mm-hmm. because if a child is is isolated. I mean, now, now you have two daughters, so they have each other, <laughs> but yeah. I, <laughs> I, ima- I imagine that it'd be a little more difficult if for a child to socialize, if you don't surround them with kids, their age. So no, I think all of those are uh, amazing resources that military spouses can look into. And if they live near you, uh, it'd be great for them to reach out and see if they can get in touch with you. <laughs> so yeah, totally. Yeah, and I did want to also mention, um, I know I feel like I had a bout with um, a little bit of postpartum depression after my first because I did feel so alone. And so mm. Military One Source does offer, they offer counseling, for marital counseling, just regular counseling. You just need someone to talk to. And yeah. so I feel like not enough people take advantage of these things, these opportunities that are available to you, but they free. It's free if you're a military spouse. And so I wouldn't hesitate to reach out to them because they have been great. And yeah. um, they also, if you go to their website, say you did PCS or move, you were a nurse, they will also um, help pay, transfer your professional license and resa licensing and certificates. You know, have you have to do that like state to state or whatever. I don't think a lot of people know that. Mm-hmm. Um, but that'll like hinder them from continuing on with their um, job. Yeah. But it, you know, it sounds to me the, the biggest resource was really the internet because you got to a place where when you're pregnant you're like, I don't want to keep this going. I don't want to keep feeling alone. And so the first thing you did was you went online, you tried to find Facebook groups and you found all of these resources. You're, you're able to fulfill your needs such as like socializing and getting some help with counseling and uh, still getting an education and getting workout. I think that's all awesome stuff that our listeners would really appreciate for hearing. I, I think as much as free stuff is out there, like we were saying early on, sometimes you just have to hear it through someone who is in the same circumstance as you to really know that it's out there and, and seek it out. So, and it's, it sounds like the, the inspiration for you to get out of those feelings of loneliness and everything is when you got pregnant. So, you know, with that said, it's sometimes we need something such as having about to have a child to break out of that. Right. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh yeah. To be a good example for them. Show them that there's more to just sitting in the house and being sad all the time. You know. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Well, Sarah, I think we had an awesome conversation today. We got to learn a little bit about your life today, and uh, you shared a ton of resources, more than I, not that I was asking to begin with, but I just, that I wasn't expecting. So I just want to thank you so much for doing that. For any spouse that has been in a similar situation as you and is maybe feeling lonely or isolated or maybe maybe even just like overwhelmed with the resources available and they don't know where to begin. Do you have some closing advice for them? I know it's hard to like step out of your comfort zone, but you really need to a little bit and just know that all these all the spouses they've been in your shoes. They know what it's like to be the new person. And I've met so many military spouses that literally give me the shirt off their back because they're just that nice and they know what it's like to move, to leave your family, to be all alone. And 
So just don't hesitate to reach out. People aren't as mean as you think they are, or in your head you think your neighbors aren't nice, but you never know unless you talk to them. My mom always told me in order to be a friend, or in order to have a friend, you had to be a friend. So in the back of my mind, that's always in my head. So just reach out. Just say, hey, just try to talk to someone. They're struggling just like you are. Yeah. I mean, we're all struggling. And I think one way to step out of that struggle or to work through the struggle is to connect with someone else who is going through a similar struggle. So I think that is very sound advice, Sarah. And like I said, I just really appreciated our conversation today. In case our listeners want to connect with you and bond with you and learn more about you, how can they do that? Instagram is really the best way, but my email is on there as well. It's just chaosandcammies at gmail.com. And I'm happy to answer any questions, just to talk. I've been there too. So yeah, I think it's always nice when someone messages me just to want to connect. I think, I think we could do more of that. Just reach out and say, Hey, Mm -hmm. I I noticed this in your profile and I want to talk to you about this. And that could Mm -hmm. be a start of a, that could be a start of a friendship. (laughs) Oh yeah, most definitely. I I actually have an Instagram bestie in um, Tennessee. I think it's funny, but I feel like if we lived in the same town, we would totally be best friends. And she's also a military spouse, which is kind of funny. Very cool. Well, next time, if you'd like to be on a show with her uh, to help uh, relieve the nerves, you're more than welcome to reach out again and we can have a conversation. <laughs> take That's it off of great. Instagram, take it off of Instagram yeah. and take it onto a podcast show, right? <laughs> mm-hmm. Awesome. All right. Well, thank you, Sarah, so much for your time. I uh, really appreciated having you today. For our listeners, if you did not get that information the first time to get a hold of Sarah, no worries. That'll be in the show notes. That said, I want to thank you all for listening. And I want to thank you, Sarah, again, uh, once again, for being on our show. And we look forward to seeing you on the next episode. Tune in next time. Thanks again, Jen. My pleasure. My pleasure.